You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, February 16th. Happy belated Valentine's Day to all of you. It kind of snuck up on us this year, didn't it? What with that being the day after the Super Bowl and, well, I can't even believe it's halfway through February of 2022 already. But here we are. If you missed Monday's all-hands meeting, we've got the recording posted over on the homepage of The Current, so check it out there. Also, depending on when you hear this, don't forget that the next Tech Talks session is today at 11.30 a.m., We'll hear from Sarah Parnell on Communities of Practice. Head to The Current for the Zoom link. For your social calendar, the next staff town hall meeting is Friday, February 25th. Get thee to returntolearn.ucsd.edu for registration information. Finally, as we've mentioned a couple of times, yours truly is heading up the UC Tech Planning Committee. We could use all the volunteers we can get. A link to the volunteer questionnaire is available on The Current, so please go check that out. We could use your support. And on to today's interview. Angie Liu caught up with Lynn Underwood. Hello, podcast world. This is Angie Liu, project manager with Lynn Underwood, the director of strategic organizational change management for ESR and IT services. Hi, Lynn. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Hi, Angie. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Lynn, before we get into the bulk of the interview, can you share with us how long you've been working here? I've worked at UC San Diego for over 18 years. I worked here in two different times between uh, different education graduate programs. All right. How many years with ITS? I've been with ITS since it formed in, I think, late 2015, early 2016. So, and before that, I worked for what was formerly called ACT. And before that, I worked at the library. And that was the time before um, I went and did a different graduate program and worked other places. And then I came back to UC San Diego. All right. Well, thanks, Lynn for that introduction. So the reason why we're here today is to talk about SOCOM, right? We've heard that acronym before. So Lynn, can you tell us what is SOCOM and also why do we need it? Absolutely. It's a funny acronym, but it was named before I actually took on the role. And I think Kruger had actually made a little graphic once of Rock'em Sock'em Robots, (laughs) if anyone knows that game. But it's actually, it's about people, not robots, but it is a people side of change. So organizational change management is focused on managing any change but the people associated with it. And so to be able to do that, I wanted our programs and projects and service objectives to succeed. 
And to do that, you're going to depend on people associated with whatever you're doing. So OCM, or Organizational Change Management, is a deliberate and structured way to prepare people for change and to ensure that successful change is adopted and, importantly, it's sustained. Also, change is all around us in our daily and personal and work lives. And I know that when a change is conducted and it impacts me, I appreciate it. So I also have put this framework, which includes guidance from me as well, in place to make it easier to implement the kind of critical pieces to manage people through change so that we all, for our programs and projects and services, increase our success. Thanks, Lynn. Are you telling me we can't just switch a light on so that people can change just like that? Is that what you're telling me? I'm afraid so. People don't do well when they're surprised or this is a good opportunity to talk about organizational change management. A lot of people think that it's hearts and flowers and the most rewarding part of organizational change management to me is the deliberate and truthful and transparent way that we can actually prepare people for what needs to change. It doesn't mean people will agree or necessarily get on board, but it brings it down to that personal choice because we change, we make change through individuals and collectively as an organization. So change management is often managing a lot of resistance and risk and people wanting to understand why mm. it's happening and what's in it for them. But if you do that in effective ways, you can really have, you can move the conversation from why is this happening to, okay, how are we going to do this? Then can you give me examples of projects where we use the SOCOM or OCM framework? Yes, I actually want to uh, give you a little bit about the framework, and then I'm going to talk about some actual projects and services in action that you okay. might know about. The framework's important because in a way, we're all doing OCM every day. <laughs> What's important about that is, is we're all, you know, maybe asking, uh, you might be asking a family member to do something differently. You might be at work and you, you need to move desks, let's say, mm -hmm. that was when we were back in the office. There's changes that are happening like that all the time. Then there's also the change that inevitably and hopefully with continuous improvement, we are introducing for the people who manage the change to the end users who experience the change, whoever the stakeholder is, right? Mm -hmm. And so managing um, change requires, uh, and doing it effectively, there is a deliberateness about this. I know I use that word a lot, and that's where the framework comes in. It, it's, it's designed to guide teams and programs and project managers and service owners on how to integrate this into your work mm -hmm. in consistent ways just like you do with certain analysis and projects and certain uh, routine uh, work you do with road mapping, whatever it might be. So I like to actually think of the framework as a roadmap, as a way to conduct meaningful OCM. Some examples of OCM work, just to make it a little more tangible for folks, are understand our assessments. Assessments are really important because people are involved. You don't just assess something and say, Yep, we all agree. Well, in a few hours, if someone hears something different, they might say, I'm not sure I agree anymore. 
So you're always kind of assessing to understand as people and the, and whatever change you're working to implement evolves. So there's assessments and that's understanding the change impact and all the people impacted by the change. Not everyone's impacted the same way ever for a change, mm. right? Even if you move the coffee maker across the room, somebody is closer to the coffee maker than the other person, <laughs> right? Mm. Sure. More than likely. So there's assessments. OCM is most successful with top-down support. We really need leadership and strong leadership and all of that and managers to be involved with organizational change management. So I think first of our sponsors and our governance and our stakeholders at all different areas. Also, a couple more things, managing expectations and risks. That's a lot of what you're doing with organizational change management. You're addressing resistance and you're reinforcing what's desired. Even before you go live, there's opportunities that you can do for reinforcing and there's always resistance you want to and need to address before you go live because then it's smoother and more likely to be successful. And most importantly, connecting with the audiences. This is where it kind of becomes the hands-on where you're communicating and training and moving maybe services into transition. So that's a bit about the framework, but the projects, some projects, uh, this framework has been used for almost all of the ESR projects. Some underway right now is the Enterprise Identity Management Project. Yay. Shout out as we've got a new change lead, Jason Andrews on that, along with a change management team, which includes Doug Bernilla as a change practitioner. And our project manager is Angie Liu. Thank you. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Another project I'd like to mention is the Student Information Systems Project. That's currently going on, and there's, we have the change leads of Sarah Danford and Cindy Lyons and a change practitioner, Cindy Sue, on that team. And the project manager for that is Brian Smith. Hey. And if I take a service perspective, I want to give a shout out to Walk Me. The service owner is Francisco Mieja, and he's incorporated both with launches, implementations, but also program development, organizational change management has been successful with that as well. Uh, the OCM work happening with ESR and ITS isn't limited to this, but these are a few examples and folks you could reach out to. Awesome. Thank you, Lynn. What about projects coming up? Anything exciting where we would be able to see that framework in action? I'm starting a new project, uh, the BioBit project, and the project manager for that is John Lane. Again, that's another ESR project. Mm -hmm. But there'll be some opportunities in ITS, specifically partnering with our the area I'm in and uh, the PMCI group with the PMO and the business and communication arenas to pull together OCM on some of the work we're doing in-house, as well as I really appreciate uh, the work I get to do with the activity hubs with uh, Sarah Parnell. And also with the project manager, Mindy Ping. So I think of, I guess that's always ongoing as I hope Sarah and Mindy are laughing, but (laughs) it's always ongoing. It's built out and there's incredible work going on there. So I see it as work we've done uh, and engagements that I've been fortunate to, you know, stand with and get to meet with. They've done the work. 
again, I want to give these other people the credit, they're out there meeting with me, but then they apply the OCM because they know their audiences. They know how best to do it. And that's a really important thing about why I engage with teams on the SOCOM framework. Also, there's campus committees that I've been fortunate to interface with, such as the Operational Data Committee, the ODC, and, and a few others. So thank you for asking. You're welcome. Thanks, Lynn. How does SOCOM fit into the big picture of what ITS and or the university is doing? I love this question because it's at the heart of, um, with OCM, we rely on people to realize our vision and our goals. And so to this end, OCM is needed to achieve anything, the university and all of the cascading ITS high-level goals and vision to our program and project and service goals that all of us and our personal goals that we have and how we're contributing all the way back up. So to me, it is about people in our jobs. We may not be contributing to every single strategic goals. But when we conduct the OCM on what we're doing, we have this opportunity to, through people, move everyone toward our near-term objectives to the higher and meta-level objectives of, of the broader university. I think uh, OCM also is this opportunity to connect people to strategy, right? Mm-hmm. And this higher purpose, and then the business reasons for change. Mm-hmm. And that helps people understand and address which always has to happen, the individual and the personal impact of change. It gives them this this way to say, okay, this is the business reason for change and this is how it's impacting me directly. But I understand that business reason for change. So I realize, you know, I'm going to need to do X, Y, and Z differently, right? Hmm. I also think with OCM, this is super important, that uh, the more we conduct organizational change management, the more we build a change-ready and continuous improvement culture Mm-hmm. where we work. And that's not only here at ITS, but with all our business partners. And uh, that's why the working on the ESR has been rather exciting for me and a good opportunity because we serve everybody, this organization, and being able to extend a good practice from our house to others is, is a great opportunity. Wow, Lynn, thank you for sharing that. Sometimes we forget, right, when we're doing our day-to-day, how it really does roll up to the greater missions and visions and goals that you mentioned. So thanks for reminding me and others on that. So Lynn, is there anything else you want to share about the framework or about SOCOM in general? Um, No, but I do want to say that I welcome anyone to reach out to me. If you want to learn more, interested, you have a question. Um, I have colleagues throughout the organizations that have done this. I had the opportunity earlier today for someone who wanted to walk through a, a significant change. And I learned so much from him when he shared with me today. And And I was also happy to be able to maybe provide a few different ways of looking at things or some ideas. It's very much a partnership. So while I have a framework, it helps me to talk to you so I can help you kind of hone in on some things that are maybe lessons learned that I pull together from others. So please send me an email or reach out to me anytime. Wow. Thanks so much, Lynn. Before we go, I do want to say, hey, congratulations on getting 
the challenge coin. How do you feel about that? Thank you so much. I'm very honored. And I want to say that not only when it was announced, but afterwards, I received so many, you know, gracious like notes and thoughts and and I know we're all working remote but it felt like hugs and <laughs> and it really is that part of uh, being together and working towards something and I like to make a difference and I want to make people's work lives always better and different and so that that was very meaningful to me so thank you good good so you didn't know when it was announced during the all hands that you were getting it no that was a surprise oh, wow. Right. So we're all surprised at the same time, but also, (laughs) but we all, I mean, we all were like, that makes sense, right? (laughs) You know how much work and energy uh, you put into our department and campus. So the fact that you got it, it did not surprise me. And I don't think it surprised too many other people. So. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You guys, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Appreciate you also uh, keeping your virtual door open, right? For people who want to learn more about it. So thanks again. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you, Angie and Lynn. And now for today's song lyrics. That was Songbird by Kenny G, a true classic. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.